Everybody, we're back again. What's up, little maniacs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, little maniacs. I, we haven't said that in a while. We yep. gotta remind people, little maniacs. We're back with another scaring and sharing. It's the place where we share our scares with each other and with you, Jeremy, and you, Brandy Joe. <laughs> uh, that over there that I'm looking at is one of your hosts, Jeremy, the original Sasquatch Slim Rusk. Uh, and I'm sitting here with the lovely talented brandy joe plan back the flaming scream queen that's right flaming as ever was flaming that? and proud that's right that's the only way to be mm-hmm. and yeah we're here to talk about some horror movies monster movies scary movies all sorts uh, of shit all kinds of movies so i have to start this off i had a very vivid dream last night and it woke me up and i couldn't go back to bed <laughs> oh wow okay don't so, you love those uh sort of it was weird <laughs> so i was in like a video store but i was like laying on a couch like in front of the counter and i remember i had a blanket on and i wasn't wearing pants and Ooh. all of a sudden like i heard a voice behind me and i'm like that sounds familiar and then this guy goes to leave and it's james a janice from dead meat and i was mm. like oh my god i have to talk to him so i remember like struggling to find my pants i don't know why i wasn't wearing pants why mm -hmm. i was sleeping in a video store i put on my pants and i ran out and i was like oh my god oh my god i'm so sorry to bother you but are you james a janice and he was like yeah and i'm like oh my god i, I love dead meat i'm from detroit i really wanted to meet you i'm like my name is brandy joe and whatever and he's like okay and he was very uninterested, which, you know, was damaging enough for my soul. And then he goes to walk away and then he comes back. He's like, Brandy Joe from the Ringwald Theater. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, and I was like, oh, oh, what does that mean? And he's like, I'm one of the original founders of Planet Ant Theater. And when you came in here with your theater, that was just, you were just stepping on our toes and overstepping boundaries. And he's like, and I, I'm it's the worst thing ever that I've had to run into you today. <laughs> I was just so ruined. And I woke up and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> like, I've been wanting to see James Adrianese. I want him on the show. I've been watching his little show. Mm -hmm. I've been talking about Planet X. We're a, a part of Planet Ant podcasting universe. And it just, all these things accumulated into this dream that I woke up just feeling so awful. Wow. Have you, did you, have you ever had reoccurring dreams? I mean, this is obviously a, a one-timer and hopefully a, yeah. a one-offer, but have you had reoccurring, like, scary dreams when you were growing up or as an adult even now i still have i it's not like the exact same dream but i'll have recurring concepts uh you know like themes where like one of them i have a lot is actually like it's it's like i'm in the walking dead oh where, where i'm you know in the zombie apocalypse and usually it's like a hairy situation like almost always it's i love the, hairiness not that kind of hairy oh. uh the bad kind uh where i'm like the last you know the rest of my group has gotten picked off by zombies or whatever and i'm like the last person and usually they're like closing in and i have like a gun or something and i pull the trigger and nothing happens oh that clicks is... like i'm empty or you know right, whatever man. and then they close in usually i wake up when i'm like trapped where i'm like i can't get out of here and there's zombies everywhere and then i wake up like oh my god okay good that wasn't real oh um, wow i've had that 
And the other one, it's funny you say no pants. The other one I have is often I'm like, for some reason in high school, like it's usually me, like as I am as a grown ass person. <laughs> and then it's like, by the way, you didn't pass this geometry class and you have to go back to school <laughs> oh, and retake no. it. Or like college, I'm either in college or high school, like having to retake a class. And then for some reason I'm like naked or pantsless or something like that. I have that one a lot. Oh, or, wow. That's a real thing. That is a real thing. Or it's, and I understand that's like a stress type dream. Uh, so yeah, I, I think like, yeah, usually when it's like crazy at work or something, I'll have like dreams like that where, or another one I have is I'm back in high school and I can't find my locker and there's oh. something like super important in it that I have to get. Yeah, I've had that too. Now, when people talk about like, oh, I forget everything in my life, but I still know my high school locker code. Do you know your no, high school no locker clue. code? No clue. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, do I even have a high school locker Yeah, code? I'm like, That's how did I even how remember much I don't that? Remember. Yeah, I don't remember the number. I don't remember, you know, I could probably tell you vaguely where a couple of my lockers were in high school. Like, I still remember that, like what hall. In the seventh in. grade, I had like three or four like girlfriends. We were super close and we somewhat for some reason, I think two of them ended up sharing a locker. So we had like this one locker that we used as like a communal locker mm. and we called ourselves the pickles. I remember. Oh, my God. It's all coming flooding back to me. I can remember only one of the girls. Her name was Makisha. She's since died of like an overdose. We like lost touch in the eighth grade. She became a Lodi is what we called like, like the bad kids, you know, who like smoke mm. cigarettes in the park. Get that loaded? Our, our is that where it comes from? Probably. I, it was just okay. what I knew of a Lodi, but and now it's like, I, I've never even thought about what it means, but that like, you know, they would wear black and, you know, they were kind of the, the troublemaker kids. Like but the goth kids. Totally. She started yeah. to hang out with them and we like, drifted apart and she ended up eventually dying of an overdose but we were we all had this communal locker and we'd share like we'd keep candy in there and we had like a diary that we'd all like take and write things in and then leave it in there for everyone else it slowly started to disintegrate as the year went on but sure yeah high yeah school I, lockers. I i spent four years next to um well first off rusk being low in the uh the alphabet there like towards the end of the alphabet my locker was always like as furthest away from the center of the school as it could be, because it was always, you know, designed alphabetically. So I was always like way at the end of some hallway all the time. So it was always a mm -hmm. bitch to walk to my locker. But I spent four years next to uh, Bart Rummel, uh, you know, oh, Bart. Rummel and Rusk. Yeah. Oh, Bart, if you ever hear this, I have not seen or talked to him in many years, but we were locker buddies for like four years because we were always next to each other. So we became buddies in high school just due to proximity of always being next to each other every year. So I have reoccurring dreams of me swimming like through the air, like it's flying, but my version of flying is like doing the breaststroke and I, it's like through the air. And I like, I have that a few times a year. Oh my God. Yeah. I have this, I haven't had it in a few years, but I had it like enough that I remember it. Speaking of that is I will have a dream that I discover I can fly. Uh, <laughs> and then I make like a big, it's almost like I have like, a, I have like a, a, you know, a press release. Like I have a press conference where I'm like, everyone, I can fly. Uh, <laughs> everybody come to this spot and I will demonstrate. Oh uh, my God. And then either when, when like reporters are there and everyone's there to watch, either I can't do it. Or like I just hover a few inches off the ground and everybody's like, that's not flying. That's just hovering. We don't care. You get pee shy. Yeah. It's, oh my it's God, insane. But I have, I've had that dream a bunch of times where I'm like, believe me, I can do it.
I love it. And when it happens to me, I usually am like, oh, I need to go swimming. Cause that's like the one physical activity I love. I just don't get in the habit to like do it all the time. Like I'm sort of in the habit now of doing it one to two times a week, but, mm -hmm. but I don't really do breaststroke cause I have like a bum knee that I had surgery on, but it still like occasionally gives me issues. And mm -hmm. so I don't want it to go bad and breaststroke the way like you have to bend your knee. Sometimes I'm like worried it's going to like bum out on me again so I, I stay away from the breaststroke i'm just a freestyle kind of guy mm -hmm. so jeremy we got a thousand followers on our instagram wow we, we're at a thousand and five actually and i just wanted to give a shout out to steve podcast go out and follow them steve podcast it's just like it sounds both words put together steve podcast has a podcast i've not listened to it but steve podcast was our 1000th follower <laughs> thanks steve podcast yes steve podcast and i will check you out because that's the least i could do for yeah, you I... being that landmark follower thank you uh, that's that's insane i wonder if did people hear us did they <laughs> listen to us in the last they moment? might have jump and on there also another fun instagram and if you haven't followed us and would like to scaring is sharing all one word we got a telegram from good old friend teacher drew yes so I'm going to read it to you now. Do it. Hey, guys. I never mean to maintain radio silence, but life gets away from me sometimes. It's hard to believe we are already starting week five of our school year. I got to see Candyman yesterday. I was a fan of the original and couldn't wait to see it. Sigh. Boy, was I disappointed. Mm -hmm. I loved the cinematography and a few creative takes, but overall, it was disjointed and chaotic. The characters lacked development. There were plot holes as large as Cabrini Green. But the capital sin was that this, not only was it not scary at all, but I found myself checking the time. <gasps> he wrote gasp, but I did the gasp. Mm -hmm. I will be interested to hear your take. By the way, are you both on Letterboxd? As always, thanks for your amazing podcast. Love to you both, Teacher Drew and Phoenix. Teacher Drew, love to you. And yes, oh my God. So that was a week ago that Teacher Drew wrote that. So that meant week six now uh-huh he's into school which is insane teacher drew they do things weird out there in phoenix yeah what the Most hell people just started this last week here in michigan yeah absolutely but i think you may work in a private school all i can say is you know my my in my mind when i think of teacher drew as a, a physical teacher i imagine teacher drew to be the coolest teacher that everyone wants to know because teacher drew always posts really cool pictures on instagram cool socks just an overall cool person who knows a lot of cool people so i i wish i had and i can say if his like love of horror movies bleeds at all into his teaching like if he lets slip that he's a fan of these movies like i weird kids like me would totally be like he's the coolest teacher because i can be like dude in friday the 13th part whatever <laughs> i'm sure you know he's got some fun fun bits to throw out there and i don't know this i haven't stalked his instagram enough to know but i feel like he teaches young children so i don't think that that comes up a conversation very much but who knows maybe i don't know he said before in the past teacher drew please write in and correct us of course i thought <laughs> i thought you mentioned teaching a film studies uh course oh. in the past so that would to me be a higher level yeah i'm making um, lots of assumptions yeah but but yeah, but teacher Drew, I've since found on in, uh, on Letterboxd and has followed me back. But my, in case you're out there, anyone else and want to follow me on Letterboxd, I'm all one word scream queen, but with a Q W E E N scream queen Q W instead of Q U Jeremy, what is yours? Uh, I am on Letterboxd as great mutato. 
one of my older handles uh, before I switched over to Sasquatch Slim on some other stuff, which is a X-Files reference, if anyone is wondering. Yes, I think I asked you on an early episode about that at some point, or maybe it was offline, but I yeah. definitely asked you. Um, and if you're not on Letterboxd at all, check it out. You don't even have to like be on it, I don't think. You can just get the app. It's an amazing app. You know, we get our our summaries and our taglines and everything like that. It's I love it because I've been tracking my movies for the last two years. I, I am now a premium member. It's fairly cheap, and there's just a few extra little features. But like it shows me, and since going into 2020 i've watched 276 movies 116 of those have been this year and then you can break it down and you can filter it by like what were your highest rated movies of the year and things like that and it's just i love it i think it's such a cool app it's a great organizational thing like i would have loved to have had this in like college when i was like really uh into my film nerdery and like tracking stuff and wanting to like make lists of movies and stuff like if i had had this app it would have been a lot easier to do yeah and it's fun at the end of the year to be like what did i watch because prior to having letterbox i would lose track and it's so fun to be like go back and sort of be like i'm gonna put together my best of this year and you can go through and do that it'll be really helpful when we do a year end of this show and i can go yes. back and double check uh what we covered i tag everything too i tag like rewatch home invasion mm -hmm. ghosts scaring and sharing whatever mm -hmm. i love it so and you can just get in a rabbit hole looking at reviews too which is a lot of fun absolutely which is i was going to say it's disappointing that i i hear heard a couple people now say they didn't like Candyman, um but on letterboxd uh, a lot of the uh like i follow some various other podcasters and horror movie people that have letterboxd profiles and most of them that i like have been giving good reviews to the new candy man so yeah it's all over the place it's, it's all mostly over. positive but but definitely there are some people who have not been a fan so yeah i know it's certified fresh on rotten tomatoes but you're certified fresh on rotten tomatoes I, I hope. <laughs> so teacher drew thank you for the message we still haven't seen it but we will and um feel free to slide into our dms just like good old td does from time to time and teacher drew whenever you have a break i know we may talk about it on here but it's just because we love your messages but know that we're not upset we appreciate you in all shapes and forms and Absolutely. time increments now jeremy did you have an email i we got another one to read um, from elite fop from elite friend of the podcast ethan uh, and it looks like the subject line is hello, uh, which I heard in my head is Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, and Ethan writes to us, a scaring is sharing. Okay. And he puts in the X where I always read that as a scaring is sharing versus dead meat crossover is what America needs. Please make it happen. Also, sorry for going dark for a few weeks. Wedding planning can monopolize a lot of your time, surprisingly. Hope all is well and can't wait for the scares. And like, yes, wedding, planning a wedding takes yeah. a lot. Even if you're going small, you know, as minimal as possible, it's still, you think you can save some time. Like, we'll just do this, but it's still, oh my God. I didn't know Ethan was getting married. So A, congrats, Ethan. Yes, B, congrats, Ethan. Are there any horror elements whatsoever to your wedding? Because I'm curious. And C, does your partner enjoy scary movies? And if so, what's that relationship like? I'm very curious. Yeah, we need to know. Must know all. You don't know Jeremy? You don't know Ethan that well? Uh, Ethan, I've just recently gotten to know like personally uh, this year. 
Okay. Actually, so because uh, he's friends, I, I think people know him from high school. He's friends of friends of mine, like Nick okay. the Knife and other friends of the podcast. And, he, and he's come into our orbit. I know they've known him for years, but he's like recently become like a part of our group now that we hang out with all the time. So, well, I love our elite FOPs. If you want to write to us, scaring is sharing at gmail.com. Hit us up. And I would love to know your reoccurring dreams, especially in your adulthood or, or whatever. Any weird crossovers? Obviously, I had my James A. Janice dream because of Ethan's email, which we got yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it just put a little thing on my head. And then I dreamt about him. But it was so horrible that he hated me. Yeah. Well, hopefully, maybe this is something to pursue. We got to like try and reach I mean, out to you this You got to try. Does anyone listening happen to actually like have a connection? You never know. Like, you know what? I might put something up on Facebook and see if anyone actually knows him. Because if so, I mean, I just adore him. I know. And we've been talking about like, how can we like do crossovers with higher profile, like bigger, <laughs> bigger names to get on here. Uh, and you said it, he's from Michigan, right? He's yeah. In when he did Don't Breathe, the kill count, he wore a Detroit shirt and talked about being from Detroit. Okay. Does he currently, yeah. is he currently still in the area? No, I think he's know? in like LA. LA. Okay. He's a big timer now. Yeah. Cause the other one I, I keep thinking about like, and I guess I'll put it out here. Do any listeners have any connections is of course the Raimi's being from Detroit, yeah. but, but specifically Ted Raimi. Uh, if we could talk to him, I think that would be cool. Cause I see, I follow him on Instagram and I see that he's back in the Detroit area quite frequently when he tags his stuff. So big fan of, uh, Ted Raimi. Um, speaking of, I totally forgot that he's in the original Candyman. Oh, he's literally. Yeah, he's literally in it. I don't even think he has speaking lines like he just appears in like one scene and it's like Ted Raimi. You're, you pop up all the time from little roles to big roles. He's all over the place, but he's always great. Weird. Uh, yeah, right. Did you watch anything this week? Uh, all that's jumping to mind is I, I gave a revisit to Troll 2. Oh, fun. Uh, which, of course, is always a riot. Did you take away anything new this go around? No, I don't think so. I've seen it like so many times. It still cracks me up. But I've only uh, seen it in entirety once at a July 4th barbecue. I was very drunk and stoned back in the day. So, I mean, it was a good 10 years ago. Mm hmm. I'd say give it a revisit. It's yeah, probably been a, like it's been to. a good number of years since I actually sat down and watched it all the way through, but it's still hilarious for them okay. to me. So yeah, troll too. Uh, and I, I'm also like getting ready. I haven't dove in yet, but it's like, this is the time of year where usually I start to get crazy with October coming up where I'm like, uh, and especially now, cause the, the heat wave we've been having broke all of a sudden, like mornings are nice and crisp and that fall, that mm -hmm. autumnal feeling is starting uh. to creep in. And I'm like, oh man, it would be good to uh, start getting the horror movies in in anticipation of October. So I probably start obsessively watching stuff shortly here. Joe got me some horror movie themed candles. One is called the Overlook, the smell of fear. And the flavor is winter air cedar cardamom. Mm. by natural wax candle and i lit it yesterday and this shit smells so good i'm lighting it again i want to find all candles that smell like this because it is amazing he also got me one called number one fan that's a misery themed candle i haven't tried the misery candle yet but the overlook candle is amazing i'll put something i'm gonna try to remember to put it up on instagram because if people haven't gotten it or smelled it it's i wouldn't say it's the smell of fear i would say it's the smell of here. 
<laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I know I've talked about Slasher before that I'm watching the new season, but what I forgot to mention and I forget every week to tell you is David Cronenberg is in it. Yeah, I saw a blurb online, uh, like a one of the horror sites I follow put a some post about that show up and they mentioned Cronenberg having like a ridiculous performance and like it's fun a recent episode so yeah, yeah david cronenberg it's fun that he he's a sometime actor he doesn't do it a lot uh but he pops up and stuff here or there and he's usually pretty memorable okay um, he was of course the villain in the movie nightbreed clive barker's nightbreed mm. uh, and that's a real like unhinged fun role uh and then he was in jason x in a in the very beginning he's got a cameo where it's david cronenberg is the uh he's like this government guy that's like we've had jason locked up down here and been experimenting on him in the very beginning and he gets okay. killed uh as a apparently he was like a friend slash like mentor to the director of jason x or something like that i think so that's how he ended okay. up in it Interesting. and if I, if I remember i think they shot jason x in canada i might be mistaken but i think it was filmed in canada hmm. so and Cronenberg is Canadian, so. And Slasher's Canadian, so yes, that all makes mm. that all makes sense. Yep. So in the last 12 hours or so, 20 I'll say 24 hours, I've watched two new release VOD Whoa. horror movies. I watched one last night, which I've been dying to watch, which friend of the podcast, Nico, had recommended, called We Need to Do Something. Mm. It is about this family who goes through some craziness i'm gonna be very vague um goes through some a crazy time and all like and some wildness happens <laughs> just as vague as that joe read the book it was one that nico had suggested to us or nico had put it on he's on goodreads and mm -hmm. joe follows him on there and like was like oh i really want to read that book so i got it it's like a you know one of those novellas and joe read it and was like i fucking hated that but nico loves it so much so when the movie came out nico saw it at tribeca i think they screamed it digitally mm -hmm. and then i watched it last night and yeah i'm more on my husband's side than nico's it was not good i rated it two stars on letterboxd Ooh. i just found it very messy and just annoying but your your buddies in it um healy pat healy oh yeah i love that healy i know yeah. you do yeah he's in it he gives a an interesting performance yeah <laughs> it's a little out there but he's good at that yeah he's he's good in those he's one of those i forgot about him i have like a little list of like character actors i love to see like that generally, even if the movie's bad, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Ted Raimi's one of them. Like as soon as they pop up, they're usually going to give like a uh, memorable performance. Uh, Clint Howard is another one. Uh, and Pat Healy, whenever I see him, I'm like, well, he'll be entertaining at mm -hmm. the very least if the rest of the movie is not. Yeah, yeah, it, not, not a fan. And then when I woke up, it was like 4 a.m. from my James A. Janice stream. Um, mm -hmm. I couldn't quite go back to sleep, so I watched Superhost, which is about this travel vlogger duo who have like a very, you know, horrific experience on one of their adventures. It's very creep too, but like not good, mm. <laughs> but better than we need to do something. I would rate it like a two and a half stars. Okay. So neither one would I recommend. They're both well done. I think that they're, you know, a little lower budget, um, mm -hmm. more indie films, but 
just neither one did anything for me. Gave you what you wanted. Yeah, there's one decent little scare and we need to do something that's really creepy and harkens back to um, a ghost story or a campfire story that we've talked about. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was not worth it. But if other people have watched it, I would love to know what they thought of them. Very good. Well, let's share our movies with each other. Yes, you go first this week. I do. And there's this movie came to mind when I was watching We Need to Do Something. So I want to watch it, I think, to like wash that taste out of my mouth Mm -hmm. of that stupid movie. And that is Pie Whack It. (gasps) Pie Whack It. (laughs) Yeah. Interesting. It's fun to say. Don't look it up. Pie Whack It. Look it up on your phone. No, I'm not. I'm looking at our list. (laughs) Okay. I'm getting the list ready because I need to decide what I'm doing too. I've heard this name float around. I know nothing about it. Well, that's not correct. Don't lie to me. I think it's I think it's foreign. I'm uh, pretty sure it and by foreign I mean it's like English, I think. It's probably like English or Irish or something, because that's one of those names where like uh Pie Wacket sounds like like an Irish monster of some kind or something like that, where uh, like a, like a hobgoblin or something like that, where I, but but it's some kind of monster where they're like the story of the pie wacket, you know, or like the Jabberwocky from Alice in Wonderland. Um, so that's what I think. I think it's a monster movie, or it's about a legend, uh, and there's some creature, a pie wacket, uh, that may or may not be real. I wonder if this is going to be one of those clever little movies where they're like telling the story that there's this creature going to get people. And then in actuality, it's just like a person killing people or something like that uh, using veiled in this story. So that's what I think it is. I think it's English, British, Irish, the Isles over there somewhere. Uh, and somebody tells a story and they're like, Oh God, it's going to get us. And then it's actually just a dude killing people. <laughs> okay. That's what I think it is. Okay. Hilarity ensues. Of course it does. <laughs> Cause I will probably laugh every time someone says pie, whack it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great word. Yep. Cool. So that's that's what I know about that. I think. Okay. What are you gonna give to me? Uh, I am gonna give to you. Uh, I was I was kind of inspired by. I'm hoping Pie Wacket is like. A, I I feel like it's one of those movies that's like gonna be a little bit more highbrow, like classier, maybe like a folk horror element. Uh, and I was talking to my friend Sean. Thanks for inspiring me. Uh, where he said he particularly loved our episode of Midsummer and Swamp Thing, mm. where he's like, I really love the idea of like a highbrow like movie with like a real cheesy like B movie like paired together. Uh, and I've been looking at this one on the list for a while now. Uh, like, when when am I going to unload this on Brandy Joe? Oh my God, unload it on me, Jeremy. Uh, All over me. So this week, I am giving you Ghoulies. Oh, ghoulies. The ghoulies. So the main thing I know about this is the the cover art, which is brilliant. Like everybody. Which is like a little green goblin coming out of the toilet, which is just amazing. And I remember mm-hmm. that scared me as a kid because it's like early to mid 80s. I want to say like around like 85, 85 to 84 to 87 is what I'm going to say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So there's these little goblins. I don't think they come from the toilet. I think there's probably just one scene where that happens. And they're like, that's the most striking image. So we'll use that. Uh-huh. And um, But there's these little goblins that somehow become unleashed. Someone, you know, opens a door and they start ravaging a town. And there's up to a sheriff or some ne'er-do-well, one or the other. It's one of the two. Um, 
to 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 save himself and his family. I wish it was like a female lead who kicks some butt, but it's like the early to mid eighties, so you know, it's gonna be some dude, some white dude. And I don't remember if the, I feel like there is a sequel, so. But I feel like they're going to be like out of control, mm-hmm. so they're not going to know what to do with them. And they'll think they've gotten rid of them, but it's going to be a little open-ended. But I think there's going to be some comedy in there, too. Because mm-hmm. with that cover, there's got to be some comedic How can elements. there not be? But I don't feel like it's going to be super gory. I feel like it's R, but I don't think it's going to be super gory. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I think they have sharp teeth. <laughs> this is going to be a fun watch, too, because I barely remember what this movie is about. Like, I don't think I've seen it all the way through since I was a kid. Uh, and even as a kid, I remember being like, this is cheesy. So this is going to be an interesting rewatch as an adult. Yeah, there you go. Well, I'll have fun, more I'm later. Excited. I have more later. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to tell you something, but I don't want to spoil that until we don't come back. Don't spoil. No spoilers. Yep. So. All right, cool. It's going to be fun. We'll be back momentarily to discuss. Cool. See, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Have returned. Oh, yes, we have. It feels like <laughs> minutes, seconds for you, even. I don't even think I think I don't even think it's a full minute of that music. I think oh it's my like God, that sweet Nick the Knife music riffing, using a little bit of scream in there, which is debatably my favorite movie of all time, depending on the day. Awesome. I love it. He spoke to my heart without even having met me yet. I know that, which was a fantastic. And it's just that that audio clip he uses too. I know we've talked about this before, but he like really nails uh, the essence of us. I think just by really using does. that using that sample, he really captured. Yeah, the freaks we are, Nick Kastriba. We love you. We love you. Anyway, we watched some movies. We did. Let's start off with the movie I gave to you that you'd never seen before: Pie Whacket. Pie Whacket. It is directed by Adam McDonald from 2017, and the tagline is, Be careful what you wish for. Someone might be listening. And the description is, A frustrated, angry teenage girl awakens something in the woods when she naively performs an occult ritual to evoke a witch to kill her mother. (laughs) Naively? She knew what the fuck she was doing. Yeah, she was about it. I guess she didn't understand the consequences, but... (laughs) <laughs> Jeremy, what did you think of Pie Whack It? Pie Whack It? I always feel like I have to do it in a pseudo Cartman voice every time I. <laughs> Pie Whack It! Pie Whack It! Pie Whack It! It was. Okay, first off, I was thinking it was foreign, and I was right, just it was Canada. <laughs> I know. Uh, when I was listening back to what you described, I'm like, oh, well, he is right. And then you're like, English or Irish? I'm like, oh, no, you're wrong. No, nope. <laughs> I was like, it's Canadian, and it feels very Canadian in the sense that. I know the uh, clearly the budget wasn't very big for this. The biggest detriment, I'll just get it out of the way, was the super TV melodrama acting through this whole thing. Um, Which is I, hilarious because there are two Degrassi alums in there. Yes. Chloe Rose, who plays her friend Katie. She was from Degrassi, The Next Generation. And then Eric Osborne, who played her little boyfriend. He played Miles in Degrassi, The Next Class. And um, so I love them, but you're right. There's definitely that sort of not fantastic. Yeah, it feels a lot like Ginger Snaps. This reminded me a lot of Ginger Snaps in sure. the like 
the execution, I'll say, like the production value and the what it felt like. In fact, speaking of South Park, while I was watching this movie, I'm like, so this is the South Park Goth Kids, the movie is what this kind of was. Because I, I liked their little click of... Uh, of goth kids essentially is their pseudo goth kids is what they were she likes some cool music uh we got i wondered if you enjoyed that yeah i was like oh what band is this i had to look it up it was uh uh when they're listening to the the, the black metal song did you shazam it with your phone no i just put in uh pie whack it like metal band or whatever ah. soundtrack and found it online it was a karak angren of course it was karak angren i'm not sure how you say it um they're Dutch black metal band. I knew who they were. I'm not super into their music, but I'm like, you know, I know of them. So I was like, Have you oh, cool. seen there's a movie with like Kieran Culkin and there's yes. like a real life story, right? And there's like a metal band and doesn't he like kill and eat people or something fucked up? The Lords of Chaos. Yeah, is that good? I enjoyed it. It's really fucking weird. Okay. I remember when Nick the Knife was on as a guest, that was one of the movies in his list that he wanted to give us. So if oh, you haven't uh, seen it, perhaps we'll have to discuss okay. it. But I'd seen it because I am a like Norwegian black metal guy. I love extreme metal. So of you course do. I was all, all over it where I'm like, I got to see the, the dramatization. It's a famous story. The story of the band Mayhem is who it's about. And they, all you have to do is type them in online and you can find all the sordid details of their uh, violent history. I think I heard started. about it on my favorite murder. I don't remember if they covered it or just talked about it, but that's yeah. how I knew about the movie. Cause it is Kieran Culkin, right? Yeah, it is Kieran. Okay. Uh, okay. But I, I thought it was, I've only seen it once. It was weird, but I liked it pretty fucked up, but I liked it. So, um, we'll revisit that. Okay. Um, but moving on from black metal guys, that little digression aside back to this movie, I generally liked this. I mean, you know, I like demon stuff. Uh, so anything about where they pull out a book and they do a ritual, I'm like, cool. I can't wait to see where this goes poorly, I might add. Um, always. I mean, don't always. they ever learn? Don't they ever learn? No. I do think the ritual <laughs> itself is really cool. Like bloody milk always really creeps me out. Yeah, there's something about blood and milk, right? Like that's yeah. often, I feel like, in the occult. Uh-huh. And it's just eerie. Or like if someone's like, I feel like it happens in The Witch, but maybe I'm wrong. Like if a, something is being milked and then there's like blood in the milk, like mm -hmm. that's just so eerie and creepy. And, and bloody eggs as well. If I'm not mistaken, isn't that like a religious thing? Like an Might old Judeo-Christian thing about like not mixing blood and milk. If anybody is an expert, let us know. Uh, I'm just riffing here, but I feel like that's an old... Like Old Testament thing. You're not, supposed right. to, you're not supposed to mix them. So I feel like that's where these occult things are going with that. Cause that's like sinful blasphemous to do so. I also had a flat, I like never really had strawberry milk, but when I saw that blood and milk, I had a flashback to one time being babysat. Like I think just one time by this woman, when I was a little kid, it's when I saw Annie for the first time and Willow and she gave us strawberry milk and it all came flooding back in my head when I saw that bloody milk. <laughs> and you were like, no, <laughs> like Annie Willow babysitting. No. <laughs> Pie whack it, leave me alone. <laughs> Pie whack it. <laughs> there are some I find genuinely creepy scenes in this, which really saves it for me. I find that there's yes. like three eerie moments that just make me go like, oh, which I I I really appreciate. Yeah, and you know I love I love a hag yeah. <laughs> as a monster. I love having a hag in there as a monster. 
that's like underutilized, I feel nowadays. And Bianca Melchior or Melchior, Melchior, I believe is how you say it. She played Pie Wacket, according to IMDb. Cool. <laughs> oh, and uh, speaking, we keep saying the name over and over. Uh, and somehow I, I'd seen my family over this past weekend and my mom listens to the podcast sometimes. And oh, she was, mom. I was telling her about the movies we were uh, covering for this week. And she was, she said, cousin Cindy, my mom's cousin, she had a cat named Pie Wacket many years no. ago. Yes, she had a cat named Pie Wacket many years ago because there's a movie, can, Candle, Book Candle. Um, yep, Bell, Book, and Candle. Bell, Book, and Candle. Thank you. Uh, and there is a cat that's a familiar to a witch in the movie named Pie Wacket in that film. So, And it actually comes from a... a- British pamphlet from 1647 called mm-hmm. The Discovery of Witches. Yes, with the witch finder uh, general. Yes, Matthew Hopkins. Yeah. And uh, there is a movie loosely based on him called Witch Finder General. Oh, is that uh, any good? Uh, I thought it was pretty, pretty cool. It's considered one of the movies that jump started the subgenre of folk horror. Hmm. Uh, and it's got my man Vinnie Price in the lead. So. Now, you also claimed this to be folk horror, like based on folklore. Would you consider demons and witches folklore? Yeah, I would consider them folklore, but I would not consider this movie a folk horror movie. Okay. I think maybe because it, it's more demons. And this witches. is more just a straight up like demon possession curse kind of movie because folk horror tends to have a lot more. <laughs> they delve more into the folklore, like the horror comes from the belief in the folk, you know, and less about an actual monster coming to kill you. So. Now, were you a fan of Lori Holden when she was on The Walking Dead? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was. Uh, she played Andrea, if I remember, back in the day, back when I still watched the show, correct? That was the character? Yes, Andrea. I can't remember. I feel like she was in 35 episodes, so that was probably like three seasons and some change. The first like few seasons, first couple, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember how she died. I feel like she died in the prison. I feel like she made it to the prison. No, if I remember, I think the governor killed her. Ah, uh, which she, came after the prison. Or that, was, that was during the prison days when they met the uh-huh. governor, but that was like after craziness at the prison happened and then they discovered the other community which the governor ran. Mm-hmm. But she like defected if i remember spoilers guys walking dead uh, oh it's so long ago <laughs> so long ago if i remember she like defected and joined the governor and then eventually like was like no he's evil and i have to stop him uh, and then he killed her if i remember. I think that 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 sounds kind of right but yeah mm-hmm. i i like her i think she's pretty good you can mm-hmm. definitely see at points why the daughter was so and like against her and hated her. I actually think the daughter's fairly good in this. I think her friends are not the best actors, her little Degrassi friends, but I think the daughter's pretty good. She's okay. And I felt like the beginning was kind of rushed, but I'm like, oh, I get it. This is all set up to like, we got to get to the point of she's summoning a demon to like that. And that's the plot of the movie is she's going to summon a demon to kill her mom. And then as a teenager, she's going to be like, I was mad at you for a second, but like, no, I changed my mind. I love you, mom. And then too late, curse is unleashed. Yeah, my two biggest gripes with this film are I feel like the end is a little like I I like sort of the build up to sort of what happens at the end. But then I'm not big fond of like maybe the last five, seven minutes, the sort of the the climax, if you will, the ultimate climax. And then I also think the whole thing with the author feels like it should have gone more. 
Like there should have been more with that author. Like it was weird that it was like in the beginning at a book signing and then like a quick video message. Like I'm yeah. like, really? That's it? She has a FaceTime call with him like pretty much and that's it. And he's just like, you got to do it in reverse. That's how you stop a demon. Yeah. Do the same I, ritual, I, but backwards. I just thought that there should have been a little bit more with him. Though I did. Uh, wait, spoilers, guys. Spoilers. The ending, I thought. That brought it together for me. Like which part of the ending? The 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 notion. I was like, oh, she's the curse. Like she's the thing that enacts it. Like she thinks it's this other monster or entity that's trying to trick her. Well, I guess it did trick her into killing her mom. But like the daughter herself became the instrument of the curse. Yeah, I guess the like starting her on fire. I just didn't think that there was the instigating moment for her to say like, I need to start her on fire because like it was back and forth like who's my mom who's real but then like ultimately before that the actions leading up to like her mom going to bed her mom seemed normal so i wish that there would have been something that the mom would have done the fake mom so mm -hmm. she would have been like i need to start her on fire but like she had been acting normal so i just i don't know i i didn't i feel like that's but like leading up to that when the thing breaks through the door and you see the hand and its mm -hmm. face comes through. And then when it comes crawling out of the fucking house and it's like on its like hands and knees, like I thought I did a really good job of using like practical effects and yeah. not like doing too much with like CGI. Thank you. CGI. Yeah. CGI. And we did like, I, I appreciated that there was little of that and it relied. It definitely is a slow burn. Yes. <laughs> Unintended as. Then it became involved. a fast burn at the end, but <laughs> she went up quick. Yeah, but but ultimately I liked it. And yes, it does deal with some similar themes and such of we need to do something, which I didn't say this. It annoyed me because we need to do something. I think three or four times she said, we got to do something. We, we must do something. But she never said we need to do something. <laughs> and that annoyed me. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, if you ever watch Everything Wrong With, and they show like everything wrong with oh Woman, yes yeah 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 which yeah. i love i think it's hilarious those, those people are shouldn't great. take them too seriously but yeah. whenever in a movie the person says the name of the title of yeah, the, the title, title of the movie he always yeah. says roll credits and that's just in my head now whenever someone says the name of a film like especially if it's like a, a phrase or something it's like roll yeah. credits Something I always think, too. isn't there a, there's a gag in um, Family Guy episode where I can't remember what movie they're making fun of, but it, it had a line that was the name of the movie. It's like, he said the name of the movie. So that's what I always think <laughs> when I hear it. This movie was pretty straightforward. Some fun goth kids that listen to some cool music. Uh, <laughs> summon a demon. Uh, yeah. And it was, this felt a little bit like a movie, too, not as bad as like, say, Lyle, when we watched that. But sure. this did kind of feel like a movie that had like a like it was a rough draft for a possible like bigger idea. Like I feel like if this guy got more money, he could have had something sleeker. And oh, and do you know what this director has done, which I didn't know when I picked it? Hmm. He directed all of Slasher season three, and he's directed all of Slasher season four. Oh, so all good. the slashers I'm watching right now, he's directed. I looked him up and had a weird trip down memory lane because I saw that he was an actor before becoming a director. Uh, and he has a ton of acting credits. He must have been a kid, like a little literal teenager. But he was in a bunch of cheesy horror stuff I used to watch on TV as a kid, such as some episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh. Um, and apparently he acted in a show that I totally forgot the name until I read it in his uh, uh, filmography, which was Big Wolf on Campus. Oh, wow. 
which was a Canadian made. And I was like, I remember catching this as like a preteen, like early teenager on, I don't even freaking know what channel, but it was like an after school, you know, show like filling a programming block, but it was the Canadian made show about the high school football hero who was a werewolf by night and he <laughs> fought bad guys and saved the town. Okay. Wow. And it was ridiculous. And I looked I it up on YouTube imagine. and I'm like, I don't think I can bear to watch this now. Wow. Okay. Hey, Wolf on campus. If anyone remembers, hit us up. Please do. Scaring is sharing at gmail.com. So anyway. out of five bloody quarts of milk, mm, how many milk. would you give pie? Whack it. I'm going to give this a solid three. I'm going to give it a three, too. Cool. Scare of approval. Yes, and you can watch us on Hulu. It's on the good old H-U-L-U. Get on yep. there. You it's on Hulu. It uh, it's also on, well, maybe it's on Shudder. I don't know if it's part of Shudder. I have AMC Plus on my Amazon uh, uh, Prime as a, as a channel. Uh, and that's how I watch this because it's like included with your AMC Plus subscription. So. Or go to our link tree. It's in yeah. our Instagram um, bio. But don't um, tell anybody. Shh. Um, all right, let's move on to your film. <laughs> Ghoulies, 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 Julius. I am excited to talk about this. Directed by Luca Bercovici, who I actually, I believe he has an Italian name, but he is an American. And Ghoulies, with the famous tagline, they'll get you in the end. <laughs> and it's got a monster popping out of a toilet, people. That's the poster. Uh, and the description is, a young man and his girlfriend move into the man's old mansion home, where he becomes possessed by a need to control ancient demons. Oh, good. Nice and succinct. Succinct. Ghoulies, what is your impression? So what's my main gripe about this movie? Uh, that the toilet monster is not an actual scene? That, I mean, it happens, but nothing like the poster. Nothing like the poster. No, it's like, literally just a shot He's not wearing clothes. He's yep. not that green. And it's literally a shot that's disconnected from the story. It's just showing the ghoulies like come out of hiding and one pops out of a toilet. Like it's not why even... like that's such a great idea. Like why not have someone sit on the toilet and get even just bit in the butt? Like, I mean, because this movie isn't very violent. It isn't very gory. It is PG-13. No. I thought it was R, but it's just PG-13. So that makes mm -hmm. some sense. Yeah. But I'm just like, like they totally capitalized on this image and they put him in like little suspenders and a little crop top. Yeah. Weird. He didn't wear that. Also, just <laughs> just the ghoulies in general. Like I thought, because I was like keeping track of them mentally. I was like, "There's pig nose one. There's, there's like the weird cat, like yeah, cross-eyed cat. There's cat monkey. Uh, <laughs> there is like came out of a spider web guy, and then there's green one. But all of a yep. sudden, there was like three other green ones that popped up. So I was like, oh. They're like different types, but there's a bunch of them. Like I thought they were all in unique individuals, but it's okay. So it's silly. It's kind of fun. Like it starts off and I'm like, oh, I didn't expect it to be like spells and things like that. Like I didn't expect that. In the very beginning also, like I haven't seen this all the way through since I was a kid and I was having like flashback like bad flashback moments, like watching this, like scenes were coming back to me. But uh, the first like, 15 minutes i was like this is kind of like better than i remember it being um but as the movie goes on i was like oh nope 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 here's where all the the wtf moments start coming in i was like yep it is full of those 
Yes, that that's exactly how I felt. Like it started, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is not what I expected." I was I was thinking it was gonna be something totally different, and then it just sort of goes downhill as you go along. Like I just yeah. got exhausted by it after a little bit. Whereas in the beginning, I was very motivated with like, mm -hmm. oh, this isn't what I thought at all. Uh, this is a lot of fun. And then it just sort of doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have fun with itself. I feel no. like it doesn't know what to do. Like, yes. I imagine like they both, this came out the same year as Gremlins. Like I mm -hmm. kept thinking of Labyrinth, but Labyrinth ultimately is a couple years after this. But I feel like this must have been, could it have been riding on Gremlins success, even though they came out the same year? That's what everyone has said. I read a thing too that said actually this movie was in production before Gremlins was even announced. So they claimed like we never even heard of that movie when we started making this. It just came out after because production took too long. Because it's similar. I mean, yeah. none of the monsters are look nearly as good. They're all just no. sort of like half rate, but it doesn't have that sense of play like no. Gremlins does. Yeah. And this is also like guys this is the kind of movie that if i just started listing you the beat by beat like plot points you would think i'm just making stuff up totally <laughs> where i'm like okay first there's like satanic cult but then the dude from Eraserhead saves the baby and takes it away <laughs> uh, but then i guess he comes back as a grown man and he inherited the mansion of his satanic cult leading father uh, and also the ghoulies aren't even the main focus they're just side characters in this story that don't do much uh, and then also he summons magical dwarfs that are not related oh, to the ghoulies. My God. They're the a dwarfs. totally separate thing. Um, and there's they also have hearts. They have hearts. <laughs> they do. What were the names like Grizzle and Gleebold or something like that? Oh my God. Like something indeed like that. <sighs> One of them was gut, something gut. Um, Grill gut or something? Yeah, I don't know. Grillbagut. Grizzle and greedy gut. And greedy gut. Yeah, they were endearing. Um, <laughs> I wish there would have been more of them. I yeah. loved her in particular. Also zombies. And then zombies. And it also, just didn't know what it wanted to be. And also the zombie dad, who's also a black wizard, uh, does uh, the Freddy Krueger tongue thing. So yes, like, yes. That also happens. Like Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and... Wes Craven's new nightmare. Yeah, new I think nightmare. Both of those, where like he does the, the tongue. frog tongue. Yeah, and it's like, what is this? What even is this? So I just, yeah. And then there's like hints of like Beetlejuice, kind of with like the friends and the dinner and them getting manipulated. I and liked it, his hard party and friends. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they I were kind of funny. I wanted more of all of that. And like, also, I, I was watching this with my friend Rob, and it. It was fun to watch it with somebody. Good. But like I mentioned before, there was just a certain point where I was just kind of exhausted by it. Yeah. And I stopped having fun. And that was probably, you know, the halfway point at, at most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, for the first like 20 minutes, I was like, this movie's actually kind of good. I feel like, like for an 80s, you know, low budget horror movie. And then it gets weird in the halfway point. You're just like, so every scene is just like, they're going to throw in a new idea, like an entirely new thing. Also, Jack Nance, as I said earlier, a guy from Eraserhead that saved him as a baby, appears for one scene where they're like, he's the groundskeeper and he doesn't even talk. And all of a sudden he comes back at the end, like he's Gandalf the Grey or something and starts he doing does. magic to fight the death. <laughs> like, ah, uh, okay. Like I said, this movie just keeps introducing things. 
And my friend Rob, who is a, an FOP, he said that the um, cat monkey, mm -hmm. and he pulled up a picture. There's a character on Rick and Morty that that thing looks like, but mm. I don't remember well enough to say it's. Was it Squanch? Maybe. Squanchy? It, whoever it was, he pulled up a picture and it did indeed look like it does look a bit like that, that. person. Uh, if it's who I'm thinking of. Yes. And I have the cast pulled up here. I did not recognize Mariska Hargitay in there. Yeah, me either. But she was Donna. Don't you remember Donna? Mm -hmm. Oh, I Donna. think she must have been one of the friends because she's listed around Toad Boy and Mike and Dick who mm -hmm. had some killer sunglasses. Toad Boy. But like what the one guy with the sunglasses, I'm looking at the picture, Dick, he had the um the windshield wiper sunglasses mm -hmm. and they seem to have like a cord hanging from them probably like with a battery but i never remember seeing the glasses like on oh no that he does it real quick for a second oh it's, okay it's like a quick cutaway shot of him just like wee, 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 where he's I was like looking probably passed out yeah yeah who knows <laughs> I did keep having to like make myself stay awake. Like I just there is too many crazy moments in this movie. It's hard to keep track of all of them. <laughs> but like if you're gonna watch this and if you're a drinker, I feel like a drinking game could be in order. Mm -hmm. I, and I am a one of the horror groups, probably one that you're in as well on Facebook, had some sort of like what movie or what series has like a sequel that's better than the original? And someone put Ghoulies too. Yeah, I I wanted to revisit it because I saw that Ghoulies and then Ghoulies 2 are both on HBO Max. That's how I watched this. I remember seeing Ghoulies 2 more because uh, it was on cable. Both of these were all on cable a lot uh, when I was a kid, but I just remember Ghoulies 2 more because I liked it more. So I would rewatch that one. Um, none of the movies are connected to each other other than loosely having the Ghoulies creatures in them. So 2 is set in a carnival where like the Ghoulies for somehow end up at a carnival fun uh, in like a fun house. And people just think they're part of the attraction until they start like eating people. Uh, so yeah. And Ghoulies too feels more like a ripoff of gremlins in that the Ghoulies are in it more and they behave like mischievous monsters, like running around a lot. Yeah. Because my description was pr pretty right on as far as like the time frame that these goblins are unleashed, but I said they ravage a town and that there was like a sheriff yeah, no, or this someone is... who had to save their family. Yeah. But this is definitely more confined to a mansion and a few people, one of whom is a warlock. <sighs> yeah. I read, I read to the producer for some reason, or no, it was the writer. The writer came up with this movie because he was trying to come up with a single location horror movie that would be cheap, easy to shoot on the cheap. So okay. He wrote, he wrote this. And that makes sense. I just, yeah, I wish it would have been funnier. I wish that there would have been more gore. Yes, I can see things. how it's a cult movie, though. It's like, it's just bad enough in the kind of way to make it so bad it's good. Like, I can see how people would have fun watching and dunking on this movie together. And the third one is Ghoulies Go to College. Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College, which I know uh, the first two movies were produced by Charles Band famous B-movie, uh, you know, uh, impresario. He also produced From Beyond, which we love. Uh, Do love that. But he did the first two Ghoulies movies, and then apparently Ghoulies 3 was a idea of some direct-to-video company that's like, hey, let's do a third one, and they're going to go to college. And Charles Band was like, I can't be involved in this. So he walked away from the Ghoulies franchise, and then 3 and 4 were done by other producers in a different studio. And there's supposed to be a couple of the worst movies ever. 
Uh, and then there's a Ghoulies 4, and Peter Lyapis is in that as well. Yeah, he comes back. Uh, Ghoulies 4, they're not even puppets. They're like little people in costumes. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And then have you seen the documentary? I haven't. Ghoulies, I... From Toilets to Terror, The Making of Ghoulies. There, I did discover there is a podcast out there called Ghoulies Unflushed. Oh, my. Which is See, a series about the Ghoulies franchise. That whole they'll get you in the end. Like, it's just annoying to use that and then literally not take advantage of the fact that there's a monster in a toilet. Like, why didn't it bite off his dick or eat his butt or even just bite his, someone's butt? Yeah, let's, let's rewrite Ghoulies. Yeah. And just fill it with toilet attack scenes. Yeah, with little monsters and crop tops. Yeah, and little red suspenders, and then they come yeah. out and they just eat a guy's ass. <laughs> like, in what kind of way? <laughs> I mean, you know, d- depends on uh, what the people want. What do you yeah, guys want? Is it want? a porn or... <laughs> write, write, write it and tell us if we should make the ghoulies porn, rewrite it as a porn, or just a straight remake. So, Oh! I have one other thing to say. This mm. movie unearthed another reoccurring dream that has only been happening to me in the last two years, and I probably had it five times, mm. which is as soon as he started walking around that new house, I remembered, since we talked about dreams earlier in the episode, that I have had a reoccurring dream since we moved into our new house that I'm living somewhere, and I discover a portion of the house that I didn't know existed. Oh, my God. I have that same dream. Do you? I have had it five times at least since we moved into our house like a year and a half ago that I'm living in somewhere and I notice that and then I find a cafe in the back of the house. Yes. Or I find an attic that I didn't know existed. I I constantly have this. I had one where I discovered a door that opened out onto like this balcony that just had like a bar and a hangout area and like weird. It it was so weird. And it was in this like I was living in a house that I was like, oh, this door is just a closet right (laughs) and yeah what does it mean uh does it mean i've had another one too where you go in your attic and it's like a whole extra room you didn't realize was there yes that's i am constantly having those but i never remembered having them before but it's always and i don't know if it just is i don't know if it's like you wanting something more in your life or you thinking there's something on the other side if it's a a metaphor for heaven i don't fucking know (laughs) i've read that it has to do with like feeling like there's on unlockable potential in you like you're Uh, on the cusp of something like self-discovery so yes yes please well Uh, i just had i i almost (laughs) forgot to mention that well it needs to be in there it's the dream episode we're the dream warriors the story must be heard yep yep we are the dream (laughs) dream warriors can we license that yes throw that in there I don't know that I have anything else to say. <laughs> I think I'm I think I'm done with this too. Uh guys, ghoulies, it's a it, it was another adventure for old Sasquatch Slim, just like Swamp Thing, which is like a fondly remembered. Well, I guess ghoulies I didn't remember as fondly, but I remember it being like crazy and cheesy. I was right uh in this case. And uh I think it's a good so bad it's good kind of movie. This also fits right up there with your Ernest Scared Stupid selection. Abs- yeah. Yeah, guys, I'm just going back into my childhood and finding the uh, grade A crap for you. But as much uh, as I didn't love Ernest Scared Stupid, I would watch that three more times before I'd watch this once. This one again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Here's the moment of truth. Out of 
uh, five booger monsters wearing suspenders climbing out of your toilet, which will be in our movie. Uh, <laughs> how many do you give it? I give it two booger monsters. Um, I'm going to give it two and a half just to give it, you know, just it had that certain je ne sais quoi we say that just enough for me to give it a half star more. Well, that means throw it on the slash. Yep. I mean, watch it if you're hardcore, if you're nostalgic, if you have a good drinking game. I love ghoulies only for the hardcore. Uh, that's <laughs> that's who needs to watch this. Otherwise, stay far, far away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's. I, I'm glad I can check it off the list. And I, I would be curious someday, maybe, to watch Ghoulies 2. Yeah, and I think I got a couple more... Uh, I know Critters is still floating out there for us to talk about. So yeah. I got some more of the Gremlins ripoffs. To I feel review. like Critters has got to be better than this. Yeah, I, I think it is. I feel like it is. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> but write to us, scaringissharing at gmail.com. Follow us on Insta. Tell us your dreams, your hopes, your desires. <laughs> 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 Your darkest desires. Yes, please. All of the above. And thanks so much for listening. For us to read on air to the whole yes. world. <laughs> yes, yeah. please. You can be anonymous. Just yeah. tell us at the top of the email. Don't read yeah. my name. Absolutely. And, um, you know, uh, Yas May Queen, hail Paymon. Oh, my God. I almost oh. forgot about that. Did and you... there was Paymon. And Ghoulies. And yeah, Ghoulies. there's a Paymon reference. It's all coming back at the end. So yeah. much to talk about. Oh, my God. Guys, uh, Ghoulies beat Hereditary. That's the first Yes. Paymon oh, my movie. God. I can't believe we almost forgot to talk about it. Paymon was a part of Ghoulies. Yes. Amazing. So, okay. That's it. That's the nugget <laughs> we're leaving you with. Um, <laughs> death to video drama. Long live the new flesh. And keep watching those scary movies. Bye. Bye. Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.